her every day, living for messy action. This is the Lifestyle Leadership Podcast for women who want to be the best version of themselves while making an impact. And who are willing to take messy and perfect action to get there. I'm Jordan. And I'm Dr. Tay. And we are here to guide and empower you to lead yourself every day. Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, y'all. We are back for another episode. And today we wanted to dive into this idea of making the right investments. And we're going to touch both on the financial piece, but also time investments and some of the thought processes that go around how to make these investments, when to make these investments, and how to know if it's aligned with what you're trying to create and what you want for your life. Yeah, there's a few different ways that we'll dive into this and a few different things you can take out of it, depending on who you are. We'll talk about financial investment from that perspective, but also like if you're a mama and you have a business and you're at home, you have a two hour nap window. Those are investments too, that time and energy. So there's a lot of different ways that we can take the conversation and we'll be honest, this is another totally unscripted. So let's go ahead and get into it. Just as a reminder, anything shared on our episodes are not clinical advice. Please talk to a qualified mental health professional if you are needing more support. I think we've been enjoying these and pulling some inspiration from our own lives as well. So this idea came up because Jordan and I are both full-time entrepreneurs now, which you missed a few weeks ago. We kind of talked about that journey. This episode will apply regardless if you have your own business or not, but being a full-time entrepreneur we do have to make decisions of what we invest in and what we choose to, you know, maybe save money, but spend time on. And so whether the decision is big or small, it really can have such a profound impact on your time, on your finances and on your mental state, I think is the other piece that we often don't think about in this. Yeah, for sure. I was talking with some of my team from my social retail business earlier this week. And, you know, I made the transition from working a full-time job to being a mompreneur. I always used to hate the mompreneur term, but like, I'm not like a stay-at-home mom. I'm still trying to work, you know? So that's just really the best way to describe it. But in both seasons, I still had a social retail business, like a social selling type business. And I was often the person that was in the background. I wasn't at all the team meetings. I wasn't at the trainings. You know why? Because I had a full-time job, but I was still kicking butt in the business. And it was like in the background. And she said, you know, Jordan hasn't been the most visible person in this team, but she's been one of the most successful. And it's this kind of concept of, if you have an hour a day to spare and to invest in something, you have to know what the activities that really lead to growth look like, because oftentimes we fall into this trap too of like, well, I attended a team training today mm-hmm. and I sat and listened to my leaders talk today, but that took all of my hour. So that's all I can give. And I didn't stand for that. I was like, I'm not going to listen to you talk today. I'm going to watch the recording and listen to it in the car tomorrow when I pick up my kids. And today I'm going to send 10 messages or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. This idea of income producing activities, you know, both of us leading teams. I think this is something I'm talking to my team a lot about. I actually, it's interesting. I just ran a team call and I was talking about, you know, 
in terms of social media, when you show up, one of the things I notice in how people show up on social media, and I noticed it because it was, I was doing it myself and had this bit of an aha is I was showing up and creating content every day, but it was missing the intentionality, you know, behind it of what is the message that I'm trying to convey? And I know who my target audience is. I can easily speak to them. I have clarity and people are at different levels of that. But what I realized is I have these businesses and am I systematically, you know, letting people know about the offers that I have? Mm. And I, I wasn't, I kind of was like, what do I feel like creating today? And sometimes I do these clear call to actions, but it was missing the overarching sentiment of what I was trying to work towards. And so I I was talking with my team about this as well. And I asked them like, what is the one thing? If you have one goal you have to hyper-focus on, what is the one thing in this business that you want to accomplish? And obviously people's goals varied. And then we looked at, okay, your social media content and how you're putting yourself out there, which can be an income producing activity, but it also can be a non-income producing activity. Mm -hmm when it doesn't have intentionality. And, you know, one of them, it was like, she had this aha. She was like, wait, that's what I want is my goal. But I literally am never talking about that, you know? And I'm like, people aren't going to know that. No one can read your brain. Yeah. So there was a quote on last week's, well, two weeks ago episode when we had let mama work it. Marissa. Marissa on And she said, you actually really need to know where that goal, you have to have that goal. You have to have a clear picture of how you want to spend your time. And this goes for energy and money, because if not, you'll definitely end up wasting it. And I think Taylor and I have talked a lot about lists and visions and kind of breaking the big vision down into small goals and monthly goals and to-do lists for the week. And that's why it's because we want to and encourage others to be very intentional about that vision and about how we want to spend that time so that we're not wasting it. I dropped my, my mom texted me at like eight o'clock this morning. It was like, Hey, do you want to drop Mason off? And I'm like, yes, (laughs) I'll be right there. And so I walked with my mom and I got home at like 10 and I'm like, the house is a mess, but that is not what was, I can clean the house when the kids are home. That is not what was going to get me closer to that vision that I have for myself. So I didn't have a list. I wish that I had, but, you know, asking yourself the question of if it's time, if it's energy, if it's money, either, or is this investment going to be a deposit in the bank, you know, air quotes of my future self of my future goals, whether it's having a healthy family or having a 10 K business month. Yeah. And I think, you know, this concept, we default to what's easiest or what's, you know, what, I don't know, what's more of a habit, like cleaning the house is a habit. It's easy to jump to that. Right. And it doesn't take a lot of thought. Probably it's like, you just go and clean the house, but you know, there's a book called eat that frog, which talks about, you need, have you ever heard of it? No, (laughs) could you (laughs) not tell by my facial reaction? Yeah. Yeah, Jordan looked at me like I was crazy. It's called Eat That Frog. And it's all about you need to like eat the biggest frog first. Like you need to do like tackle the biggest thing like 
first and watch how that creates momentum, you know? And so actually asking yourself, what is going to move you forward? Another thing related to this topic too, though. So for me, I realized, okay, I was missing some of the intentionality. One of the things that I did, and this this comes to another decision point, is when do you start to outsource things? And maybe this is outsourcing for your business, but it also could be outsourcing for your home life as well. And so I actually have two virtual assistants that I work with. And so when I knew I was kind of missing some of the intentionality, one of my virtual assistants, she actually edits this podcast. She is incredible. She used to work in like marketing at an agency level. And so she's like some more of my higher level vision type of person. So I went to her and I'm like, okay, I'm missing the intentionality. I need to get clearer on, you know, what are the themes and the messages I want to be putting out? And so I literally went to her and I was like, okay, let's work on this. And then she's going to put it together for me because honestly, that's not my zone of genius is one, two, I have a million other things on my to-do list that only I can do. She can do that. And I know she'll do like a kick-ass job on it, you know? And so this is that point where you need to start to ask yourself, is the time you're investing worth it? And listen, it's by default, it could eventually be an income producing activity, but the actual task itself is not, right? Coming up with like content pillars and clear messaging. So I'm going to outsource that and actually go do things like, that are going to be income producing for me or really help me get quicker to my next goal. And so even if you don't have a business, this is relevant, you know, like I have heard moms say that sometimes like hiring a house cleaner and someone to help around the house has been the best investment that they've made. It keeps them sane. It saves them time. And maybe it's, we've talked about this before. It's not something you love doing, but That's another example of an investment. So what about energy deposits? Because I think that this is where personally I get, you know, I know what my to-do list is. I can point out the best place, but let's talk about energy for a minute. And like the energy that we put into things, how to know what to put our energy into and maybe what not to put our energy into. Yeah. So I think, you know, this is where your time is really valuable, your time, your energy. And we don't often think in this mindset, but one of the things, I don't know where this mindset came from me, but I've always thought like time is money. Like I remember quick aside in grad school, some of my like cohort mates would drive to a bigger airport two and a half hours away to save the money. And I'd be like, No, unless I'm saving a massive amount, I'm not doing that. My time is too valuable. And so this is the thing is one, start flipping the script that your time and energy you're putting into it actually has a monetary value. No, you're not going to likely be able to put a price tag on it. But sometimes that's what we end up making a decision only based on the finances. Like, oh, do I want to spend $100 on that? And it's like, But is it going to wipe you out, you know, for the rest of the day? That $100 could be so worth it because of everything else you're able to accomplish. And so what I think about is, one, what is that quote unquote financial equivalent of it? But two, what do you actually enjoy doing? What are you actually good at? What is your zone of genius? That's where you should be spending your time and energy. 
Yeah. And I think that when you are in that zone and you do feel so aligned with what you're doing, even if you're still working or working harder, it's going to feel better. It's not going to feel as miserable. So when I told my company that I was quitting my job, the most common thing that people said when I said, well, I'm going to work for myself is, well, that's harder. That's harder. And you're going to work longer hours and you're going to work more. And I was so frustrated because I was like, okay, am I making the wrong decision? But then I, I remembered how excited I was when I would stay up till like 11 PM. And if you know me, you know, that that's like, that's late, not, unheard of <laughs> but when I was doing social strategy for direct sales and network marketing women. And I was launching my eBooks. I would stay up until the quote, wee hours of the evening. So excited. Never once was I like, Oh, I had to take, you know, whatever, whatever. So it's just like, it goes back to alignment and like where your energy feels good. You know, I think about like, we're all over the place right now, but I think about exercising a lot. Like the best exercise is the one that you're going to do and enjoy doing Mm -hmm. and that you're going to do every day or every other day. So I think that we should carry that mentality throughout our businesses and lives in general. Yeah. And okay, I got to mention this idea of working harder, owning your own business, because I think this is, it can be true. It absolutely can be true. And this is going to lead me to a point about investment as well. But I think there is a misconception in entrepreneurship that you have to be working 24 seven right, in order to be successful. And that is just not true. One, I can tell you I'm working less for sure. But two is, here's the thing. This is where then if you are building a business, you need to start thinking about where can you invest, right? In like, for example, a virtual assistant is great. Or if that's too much. Okay, so if you have customer follow-up, right? You can invest in email systems that are more automated, for example. Yes, you're going to pay a little bit of money to initially get it set up. But imagine not having to physically do that. And that is one of the ways you start to buy back your time. Mm -hmm. And when you start to do that, and that is actually, I'm going to say this, necessary for your business to expand. At some point, you are going to tap out on the amount of time that you have in a day. And like, there's only so much of you. You're either going to be burnt out or you're literally going to physically not have time. And so this is where you start to make smart you know, decisions on what to invest in. And it is scary, but the sooner you can do that is the better because you don't want to wait until you're at that point of burnout that you're working 12 hour days in your business being like, okay, I need help. Be proactive about that and start being like, what systems can I put in place? And systems include people, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really important like question to ask yourself, if you have no systems in place, you are not setting your business up to thrive. And one of the biggest ways that I learned all of this is because I hired a business coach. So I, before we hit record, I was sharing with Jordan, I have had this revelation. I will always have a coach that I work with always because I realize it helps me One, I love the advice. I love having someone to bounce ideas off of, right? In entrepreneurship, you're by yourself. Two, I love the idea. It keeps me accountable. And three, 
the other day I was having major imposter syndrome and I was kind of in a funk and my business coach talked me through it and we shifted things and that shift in energy. I literally went into this coaching call being like, "Uh," and I left the coaching call being like, okay, I can do this. And it sounds so cheesy, but I noticed a dramatic shift in my energy. And so I have realized that investing in other people that have paved the way already actually can be the best thing that you can do. I know I've kind of ran it on at this point, but investing and also realizing there's other people out there that are doing this successfully that aren't working 12 hours a day and, you know, have these really successful businesses, go learn from them. And so maybe you're sitting here and you're like, well, I'm not a business owner, but I think what Taylor said is just investing in people is so important. So even if it's investing in people in your community, investing in friends, making yourself get out of the house for a friend coffee day or a mops group, or, you know, this, this type of concept on time, energy, and money investments and making the right one can be taken in so many directions. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I even think this is a personal rant that I've been thinking of recently, but listen, I love personal development and personal growth. And I think it's absolutely incredible. But one of the things that I've realized and I'll totally own it's because I am in the coaching business. I help people with personal growth and development in particular, like I work with moms of children with autism, you know, and really focus on that community and serving that community. But, you know, I've worked with a broad range of women. It's been all women at this point. And one of the things I've realized is sometimes we think, and it's understandable, Free resources are amazing. They are absolutely amazing. But sometimes we think that's all we need. And I'm not saying you always need to be investing. Hear that loud and clear. But if you want to accelerate yourself, investing in something, even personal growth and development wise, maybe you're feeling really unfulfilled. Like you have everything quote unquote, that you wanted and you feel unfulfilled, like, yes, you can go listen to an amazing book or a podcast and maybe that will make the shift for you. But often having someone that is your guide, helping Mm. you along that journey, like that's an example of investment, regardless if you're in business or not. And like an example of this, yes, could be hiring a coach. It also could be hiring a therapist, right? Yeah that's an investment. It's a financial investment. It's a time investment. And it sure as hell is an energy investment. <laughs> yeah. You're going to leave feeling more exhausted than when yeah. you show up, but it, it really pays off. Yeah. And I think the difference between knowledge and education, like you can go listen to a podcast and the podcast can be wonderful, but what it misses is that connection piece, mm-hmm. you know, that individual personalized connection. And we all yeah. need that the application. Yeah. And a lot of people consume, but don't apply. And there Mm. is a huge difference on, yeah, just knowing versus actually doing and executing and applying it to your life. So one other, well, I guess two other points that I think on this that often come up for me are around the concept of fear and decision fatigue. Um, So I thought we could touch on those real quick. So I've noticed when I make really big investments, it's so easy to overthink it, like, and weigh out the pros and cons. And that's coming from fear, right? It, whether it's like fear of the financial investment, I have a investment I'm working through right now. 
that I'm realizing that it's fear of growth that is coming up. It's not actually the finances. It's like thinking ahead to what it could create for me. And that feels kind of scary. And I I do want to normalize that having fear come up in this is super, super normal. And it's not always an indicator you shouldn't do it. Sometimes yeah. it's the indicator that you actually need to do it. That's so true. I love that. Fear is off. Let's repeat that for the people. Fear is not always an indicator that you're doing something wrong, but could also be an indicator that it's what you need to do. We have two minds. We have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. And our subconscious mind is like who you are, roll out of bed. This is who I am. This is what it's just kind of like habitual. And then the conscious mind speaks to the subconscious mind. So it's like, you can be scared. And then your conscious mind can say, you can be scared, but, and this is going to do X for me. I am worth this investment. My business is worth the investment. Here's what this is going to do for you. I've also read some statistics that show when you spend, so energy, time, money, especially money, when you spend on something, you're actually more likely to like follow through with it and be all in with it so that you can really, you're like, well, I spent money on this. So like, I, I have to do it. It's like, if you buy a $5 shirt versus a $55 shirt, you're probably going to be like, no, I need to find an outfit for that $55 shirt as yeah. opposed to the $5 one. Well, I even think I'm doing laundry right now. Like all of my athleisure that I spend a lot on, I'm very careful how I wash yes. that and, you know, hang dry it. Or if I don't hang dry, it, it goes on delicate. The other shit just gets thrown. Yeah. I'm like, I don't yeah. care. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yep. Um, so, and this idea of decision fatigue, um, often we can get stuck in the cycle of thinking so much about it. Should I buy the $5 shirt? Should I buy the $55 shirt? Right. And it sounds crazy, but we do this all the time. And that energy that you're focusing on making a decision could be directed elsewhere. And so one of the things I often like to do when I'm making big decisions is set a deadline because I learned this is such a weird one, but I have hair extensions, like hand tied hair extensions. I love them. They were one of the best investments I've ever made. Just the way that I feel right. And my confidence, I thought about them for an entire year. Do you know how much wasted time that was? And I was making the decision solely based on money, but that's where decision fatigue comes in. And then I got them done and yeah, it was the same amount of money that I'd been thinking about. And yeah, that, you know, is a little uncomfortable spending that much. But then I'm like, my only regret was that I didn't do it sooner. And so just be weary of like how much you're thinking about making decisions, because often that can be one of your biggest energy sucks. Yeah, for sure. So essentially we want to encourage you guys that making investments is uncomfortable, financial energy, time, anything, especially that goes against the norm of what we're used to, or just like societal norms, right? So we just want to encourage you to really think about in your business, in your home, in your relationships, what is that end goal? What is that vision? And then break it down and ask yourself, is the time, is the energy, is the money that I'm investing right now contributing to that? end goal and that vision, whether it's on a grand level or on a small weekly level. And if not make adjustments one by one. We are almost done with this episode, but we want to leave you with tangible steps to apply this. We are all about taking messy action and we would encourage you to embrace that with us. 
Here's this week's takeaway. If you've been thinking about a decision, actually set a deadline for it. So you're not going into that decision fatigue. Decide when you're going to make that decision by. And you're going to notice such a peace once you finally make it. Literally, it feels lighter. If you haven't been, you know, hemming and hawing. And again, this could be something like I said, I thought about hair extensions. Or maybe you're deciding about, you know, hiring someone for your house or, you know, buying something you really want, or maybe it's something really massive, like hiring a coach or whatever it is, making some huge investment, set a decision. And if you're not at that place where you've been thinking about something, do some real reevaluation. Is there somewhere that maybe you do need to shift towards and make that investment in terms of time, money, energy that really can help propel you forward to creating the life you want. And we're going to encourage you to start thinking about making that investment. All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode and to share on your stories so that you can encourage your feed and we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening in this week. Bye y'all. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. We love when you share your imperfect but impactful progress with us on social media. We've linked our Instagram leadher.everyday in the show notes so you can tag us. Make sure you don't miss the next episode. Hit subscribe to stay up to date. See you next time.